Blog Talk Radio. You've taken time out to get ready for our big event. So you guys have another treat again. You get to have me. We're going to have a great show this evening. We have a wonderful, wonderful author, um, award-winning, published self-author, and so I cannot wait to get her on the line. Her name is Shania Green. I want to say Dadell, but I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. So when we get her on the line, we're going to go ahead and just make sure we're pronouncing that right. Hopefully we've all had a wonderful day. This heat and this weather has been something else. So for those of you all who are in Chicago, you know it is hot, hot, hot out here. Um, it's not a breeze at all. So I hope you guys are keeping cool and you guys are sitting back just waiting for this edition of Black Weather States Radio. Let's get right into it. Um, Our author tonight um, is the author of Keeping It Tight, Secrets of a Kept Woman. Um, She also has Mocha Chocolate 1 and 2, and I love the titles of her books, and her um, covers are, I mean, just captivating. They really, really draw you in. So we're going to give her a second to get on the line, and until then, we're just going to take a moment just thank God for this beautiful day and really just thank the Lord for giving us the opportunity to come and be on this radio show. We want to make sure that all of our listeners stay encouraged, be encouraged in everything that you do. Um, We have our event coming up on September 23rd. We are working very hard to get some special guests for you guys. We are so excited about some of our um, potential, I don't want to leak anything, but some of our potential guests, and so we cannot wait, wait, wait to give you the full lineup, but we're going to have jazz and poetry again, along with food, Um, we're going to have vendors, and we cannot wait until, you know, we can get everything out there and really pretty much just get it all in front of you. But tickets are going to be $15, and it's going to be pretty much the same venue. So I cannot wait for you guys to um, have be a part of that. And, again, don't wait. If you go right on the website, you can get your tickets right now. So please don't wait at all to get your tickets. I don't want you to miss out on anything at all. So, Again, jazz, poetry, um, live band, food. Our food was awesome last time. Um, Live vendors, authors, it's going to be awesome. So get your tickets. If you can't figure out how to do it, please contact Ms. Mocha directly. Um, You can reach her on Facebook. 
You can reach her on the, the blog spot radio. You can reach her at blackwriterspace.com. That's what two S is. And um, you can pretty much reach her if, if you have any contact with her. You know, you can reach her anywhere. So um, definitely give her a um, contact her and let her know. Again, um, don't miss out, guys. I hated that so many people wanted to be there, but they just couldn't or they hadn't heard anything about it, or I don't know how they couldn't have heard anything about it, but they missed getting their tickets, and we couldn't sell tickets at the door. Again, we cannot sell tickets at the door, so please get your tickets in advance. Okay. Um, our guest is now on, so we're going to go ahead and just introduce her. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, I am doing fabulous. How are you this evening? I'm great. Good. Now, I want to make sure that I say your name correctly for our listeners, and it's Shanae Green, and how do you pronounce your last name? Okay, it's Shanae, Shanae. Green Dowdell. See, I want to make sure I say the right name. Green. Say the last name again. Dowdell. Dowdell. Okay, got that part right. Okay. Well, guys, we have Shanae Green Dowdell with us this evening. And again, I'm your host, Dee Bridges. Uh, Miss Mocha is not with us this evening. She is concentrating and getting things in order for our upcoming event. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit and chat with us this evening. Yes, I'm I'm glad to be here. Glad that she set up the event. Sorry that she couldn't make it, but still we're here, and it's a great evening. Like you said, it's a blessing just to be here and be able to sit here and talk to each other. So. Oh, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, can, I went on and told the listeners a little bit about you, but why don't you go ahead and give them a little bit of information about yourself? Okay, well, uh, I've been doing medical transcription since 1999. When I started out, I always said that I wanted to be a nurse just like my mother. She, my mother's been a nurse for 20 or, or years or more, and um, I wanted to be a nurse as well. So uh, for my day job, I work as a medical transcriptionist. I ended up not so much liking what I saw on the floor, and so I mm-hmm. said, well, I want, still want to be in the medical field, and so I work as a medical transcriptionist, which um, gives me access to a lot of different words, and, you know, it's, it's basically just translation of the English and medical languages all day long, and so... Somewhere around 2005, I got introduced to a lot of great African-American writers. Mm-hmm. And it, it was during that time that I realized that, okay, I have this love for words and I have this love for a newfound world of literature that spoke not just, um, you know, to the the average person. It spoke to me. So I, I wanted to get my story out, and, and that's how I came up with um, Keeping It Tight. And that was my first novel that I started writing in 2005 and finished it in 2007 and got and self-published it myself. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. A little background. A little background. That love of words, you know, and that's something that a lot of writers share, and it's a, a, a love of words and wanting to get their story out and trying to figure out how to do it and wanting to really, you know, 
get it out there but not knowing how to do it. And so I was um, intrigued to see that you were self-published and, you know, you have you sat down and you get you got your novel out. And was it was it um, hard to to get it done, or uh, how did you how did you find it getting it published and trying to you know how did you get into self-publishing with that? Well, I mean, like with anything, you'll have to take it one step at a time. And so it didn't seem so hard to me, but then I've learned here lately that just because something doesn't seem hard to me doesn't mean that it's not a hard task that I'm doing. Um, <laughs> the book, you know, I got my, I went and I finished writing it. Then I, I chose an editor based on what what I saw, saw online with the credentials. Uh, got a pretty good editor in Carla Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, from that point on, she edited it for me. I um, got someone else to, you know, go behind and, and read it and make sure that it was good to go because it's always good to have more than one set of eyes look over your work after you finish it. Absolutely. And then once I got the book edited and I, I felt confident with the, the editing job, then I started seeking out, which I re- really had – as soon as I started writing the book, I also started looking at ways that I could get it out there. And so I had found some uh, pu- self-publishing companies online, and Lulu would seem to be the most, um, I guess, accessible and the, the one that was the easiest to go ahead and set up with, and that didn't look like it would be ripping you off as much as some mm-hmm. of the other ones that I saw out there. Um, I did publish with Lulu, and one of the first things I learned, like, Immediately was that I couldn't afford to pay for my books from them, you know, and that's the issue. <laughs> if if um, people are looking to pay ten to twelve dollars for a book and you have to pay eight, then you already right. are setting yourself up for failure at the beginning. So um, I had to start looking for alternative ways to print my books and. Just as a step-by-step learning process, you know, I, I ruled one. I did try one thing, it didn't work, and then I ruled, did something else, and, and, and eventually I got a program down to where, you know, I'm able to do most of the the things myself, or even my writing style, and the way that I write. It doesn't even need as much editing today as it did in 2005. So, just piece by piece, I got better as I went. And not, I'm not saying that I don't need that I'm the best or anything like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You still need help. You Absolutely. know, you still have to have editors. You still have to have, uh, you know, like a team to read and see if what, you, what you're what writing is going to be, re- how it's going to be received. But awesome. uh, basically that that was the way that I got started. And it's interesting. I like that you also said, and that's kind of building on something that we were talking about yesterday with our guest yesterday, which was, you know, you try something that didn't work, so you try something else. And we were talking about don't be discouraged, don't be weary and well-doing. If what you're trying to do does not work, continue to push and press on and keep going and see what's going to work best for you next. But by all means, don't stop. Keep going and see what is the next best thing out there for you because it works and happens differently for everyone differently. So absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And that's another thing. You know, I was looking at the different books, and I'm telling you, I love your book titles, Keeping It Tight. Um, I love the Mocha Chocolate Escapades of Passion. Oh, that's 
When I saw that, I was like, oh, that sounds good. But Mosquitata 1 and 2, and your book covers are amazing. Um, do, do you, I mean, do you use the same person, or have you learned to use different people, or how does that go for your covers? Yeah, well, it, it, it depends on what it is that I'm writing and um, what kind of image that I'm trying to put out. Mm-hmm. And that that makes the decision on who I use to per, to do the cover. Um, okay. When I first started, I used um, I think it was Chanel Reese. She came highly recommended by another author, and she put together Keeping It Tight. She actually came back with a completely different concept than what I had. Um, mm-hmm. What I had her do in the end, because in the beginning she had like a, the couple, the man and the woman in the book together, and then the white woman just kind of looking at them. And I was like, no, I want them to all be at odds, you know, with each other. Right. So right. They, it wouldn't seem so predictable and that, that a person who picked up the book wouldn't know exactly what was going on until they got into it. Exactly. And um, then the second cover was done, the concept came from Ronica Wesley, and mm-hmm. it was finished by another person. I think Chanel did that one. And okay. um and, and then Mocha Chocolate, uh, Jessica Tillis, um, with her company that she did um the first cover for Mocha Chocolate Taste a Piece of Ecstasy. And mm-hmm. the way I came up with that, um, whole title and you know, the concept was really I was not into planning to do a erotica anthology. Jessica had actually done an erotica anthology, and it's called Erogenous Zone, and I was mm-hmm. a part of that. And but one day I was I was sitting here writing, and um, I was looking through some images to put on my website, and I came across one with a a black lady. It was like a cartoon sitting inside of a coffee cup, and I love mm-hmm. coffee. <laughs> That's yeah. like my yeah. guilty pleasure. <laughs> and um, so while I was looking at that coffee cup, mocha chocolate just came to mind. And then, you know, like, coffee, like coffee is to me, taste a piece of ecstasy, and it just came to mind. I was like, wow, I got to wow. do something with that. <laughs> and so that's how that came about. That's and then amazing. the last cover, I did the last cover myself. That's that's wonderful. You know, one thing you use a little bit here and a little bit there. Great minds think alike, but if you don't like it, you could just say, "Hey, let's move this, let's change this." But you know what? In the end, the product looks wonderful, and I Thank love you. that you you're absolutely welcome. I love that you you know how things kind of pop into our heads sometimes, and we kind of dismiss it a little bit. But I love that you know you stop and you take a moment to to add those things and say, you know what, that's a great idea, and use it because you could have walked directly away from it and said, oh, that's her thing, we work together on that, but I'm going to keep with what I'm doing. And so I'm glad that you kept on, you pressed on, and, and went into your own uh, erotica anthology. So that's Right, and you know what, thing. ironically, that is the best-selling title that I have out of all four books. It was actually four books plus the um, author that I signed this last year. I mean, it's just a book that I don't promote. It just sells on its own, and I just say, well, I don't know. God told me to, to, to choose the title. I know, whatever. <laughs> it, it just happened. <laughs> so anyway. Well, let's get yeah. tell us a little bit about your other books. Now, just briefly, we have Keeping Tight Secrets of a Woman, 
and I'm sorry, Secrets of a Kept Woman. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Secrets of a Kept Woman. Well, Secrets of Kept Woman, that's my baby that I'm working with right now. Um, and it, just for the sake of, I guess, keeping it tight was a little more controversial and um, with the race factor in there. So I decided to take Secrets of a Kept Woman first and, and start nurturing it to be a stage play. And so uh, it actually went to the stage last March, and we're going back on the road with it again this year. It is... Thank you, thank you. It is about uh, three women. They've been best friends since they were kids, and they actually grew up together. Two of the girls who uh, end up having the most, um, I guess, the the biggest problems with each other, they grew up together in the same house. When one was 16, her mother kicked her out um, because of her man, and she ended up living with her best friend. Now, a lot of her mother's traits in, in the way that her mother values friendships and and people ended up being instilled in her. You know, her mother would do anything for a man, you know, as she would put her kids to the side, she would do whatever, you know, whatever. as long as you don't mess up the relationship that I have with my man. Right, right. So, um, in, in, in any way... Those three girls were best friends since they were kids, and then there's this big secret that is going to mess up this whole friendship, and it has something to do with one of their husbands. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a drama, it's comedy, um, and it's also, uh, I guess, some life lessons that can be learned in there. Always a good thing. Now, for our listeners that are not familiar, where has the play run primarily in what cities or what area? Now, the first uh, play was in Auburn, Alabama, and that was in March of 2011. And then we had a second smaller play in Tuskegee, Alabama, and that was in May of 2011. And it's after that, I didn't do anything else with it. You know, I could have tried to take it on the road or do something, but mm-hmm. I wanted to take the time and the lessons that I learned mm-hmm. in those things to, to so that I could implement some of those things in before we started doing some bigger things down the road. So this year uh, we've been accepted to the Atlanta Black Lit, uh, Theater Festival. Okay. And that's in October. We're looking to be in Memphis on September the 14th and back in Auburn for a Christmas show um, in December 2012. So we've got a, at least three things lined up for this year. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but just doing one play is enough to drive anybody crazy. <laughs> oh, I can just imagine. Being, having been in place, I know how tough it is and getting in production. And I love that you said that you took the lessons that you learned and you want to implement those things before you took it out again. And so that's amazing. Right. Now, I want to talk a little bit about you being an award-winning editor. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, that same book that we were talking about earlier, Mocha Chocolate, Taste mm-hmm. Piece of Ecstasy, back in 2008. I want to say, was, let me look. I have to look at my own website. Yes, it was, think it was 2008. <laughs> yeah, 2008. It's been four years. I can't believe the time is just flying. But um, 
I was oh back then back then it was MySpace. I was on MySpace and just logged in and was mm-hmm. about to do my little networking for the evening and then a friend had sent me a message and said, "Did you know that Mocha Chocolate is uh, up for the African American Literary Award Show? Wow. Up for an award?" And I was like, "Oh, stop kidding, whatever." <laughs> and so, and I went over there and checked it out, and true enough, it was on there. And just what rocked my world was looking at the fact that people like Bill Cosby, Hill Harper, and some of the other people like Eric Jerome Dickey, Victoria Chris, mm-hmm. Christopher Murray, have been to these events and been, you know, awarded awards for their literary yeah. work. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, here I am. And just last year I self-published my own, my first book. And here I am on year two of being an author, and I'm up for an award like this. And um, through the help of my friends and Wagfest and co-workers, I was able to um, get the word out, get it promoted, get people to vote for it, vote for it, and with the help of all the contributors that was in the book, because we had 17 contributors. Uh-huh. And, um, so we won the self-published Author of the Year Award for Mocha Chocolate, Taste a Piece of Ecstasy. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that's that's wonderful. And you know what, like you said, just to see that those other people, those trailblazers have been awarded um awards for you know, for their literary work. I know that was so exciting and I know that meant a lot to you. So congratulations for that. And um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I want you to tell the listeners what it is that you are currently working on other than your play and what you have on the horizon, okay? Okay. Okay, we'll be right back.
mispronounced your name. I have to mispronounce it again. <laughs> so, so sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, but, guys, you guys have missed out on a treat. Just the Mocha Chocolate series, you guys have missed out on just the the, the sensuousness of it. It's sensual, and it just makes you want to sit back and have a good Mocha Chocolate and read that book. I am telling you, those books, I must say. I am telling <laughs> you. <laughs> but before the break, uh, we were going to ask you, tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing now, any current literary projects, and uh, what you have on the horizon. Yes, uh, right now I am currently promoting Guilty Pleasures by Naya Moore, which is um, the first book that Mayberry published. Maybe I'm sorry. Let me start over. I'm currently pro- uh, promoting Guilty Pleasures by Naya Moore, which is the first book that Neighbor Publications. See, I have two uh, different things: Neighbor Productions and Publications. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get a little confused on the both. But uh, for the books, it's Guilty Pleasures by Naya Moore, and I'm promoting that. She's the first author that was signed by Neighbor Publications, so I'm excited about that. Um, you know, that means that we're we're moving from just being an independent company that is promoting my work to being able to promote other people's work, yeah. um, which that, that's a great thing. Yeah. Also, yes. also, Carla Pennington, Naya Moore, and myself, we started a blog talk radio show called Almost Famous Life. And on there we just talk about um, some of the tools and, and different things that writers go through um, in in their quest to being great, whether it's you want to be an actor, you want to be a film writer, you want to be a screenwriter, a stage playwriter, um, or playwright, it just uh, it's going to be some everyday life thing. We have things. We have uh, musicians that are going to be coming on, uh, writers and uh, actors. So it's going to be one of those shows where you can just come on and get some of the almost famous life. Stories. Okay. So, that sounds good. Excited about that. Absolutely. And that that starts when? When does that blog talk show start? We have a uh, like a preview show that's already on, uh, and it's www.blogtalkradio forward slash almost famous life. So we did like a preview show just to let people know what we're gonna have going on on there. And then okay. it official it officially starts August the fifteenth. Okay, that sounds like that'll be good. We will definitely be tuning in to that. But you know, I want to I think I want to also just congratulate you on extending your publishing company to others. Um, we have a lot of people that come on um, that um, are also uh, publishers who have always who have also self published, but um, we also have people that have contacted us, and many of our listeners always want to know how they get started. So for those of our listeners who want to look to seek um, publishing, how would they get into contact with you and find out about um, your publishing company? Well, they can go to Publications, and that's N-A-Y-B-E-R-R-Y publications.com. And check on our submission page and just see what it is that I'm looking for. I don't take everything. I don't. I mean, I don't have a problem with people who write hardcore 
um, literature. It's just that I don't publish it, you know. And mm-hmm. it's not that I'm, all, you know, we're rosy clean. Everything has to be rosy clean as written because we like the true grit of life in our stories. It's just that I don't um, like certain stories. So whatever it is that I uh, would like to publish is, is listed there at Neighbor Publications on our submissions page. Um, and that'll be a, the the best way to go in and if, and uh, find out what whether your writing style will match with what we have to offer. Absolutely. And now, are you do you take a certain amount? Um, like, do you take a certain amount per uh, month or year, or how do you go about doing that? I would not want to do more than maybe three authors a okay. year, and okay. and that's just because. Um, Basically, I don't have a big team to help promote all these people and and work with the person one on one. So I would rather give you know good uh, quality time for each project that comes out. Um, and and also I would only be looking for people who are willing to work and willing to work as hard as I do for them. So if I if I can't find that in a person, I mean our relationship is not going to last long anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, is, are your requirements also listed on your your website as far as what they have to have written already? Does it have to be edited? Like what stage of um, the process they have to be in? Is that also listed? No, it's not. It just basically tells what it is that I want, and then, you know, of course, um, they have to submit some work for me to look at and Basically, the way I feel about it is if you submit something and it's not edited good enough to catch my eye, then I'm not interested because, you know, I think it should be common sense to anybody that if you were going to submit something to somebody and and hope that they would be interested in working with you, that you would already submit something that's edited and ready to go. Right on time. That makes sense. You know, you really don't want to just put your work out there and, and think, you know, just because it came straight off your dome and into your paper that is good enough to send to me that to me that already shows that you don't you haven't paid enough attention to the craft to to work with you anyway and that's true a lot of times different um a lot of times uh, different publishers will want you to be in different stages and so it's good to know exactly what it is you want so that you know the people that you're looking for already know where you're coming from so that's excellent Excellent, excellent um, information to give out, and you have—you're absolutely right. You don't, you know, like you said when you were talking about your own book and how you wanted, you know, someone else to read it because you know you don't want to have those typos, you don't want to have those misspelled words. You know, it's just certain things that need to be done. And like you said, if you don't know much about this craft, then you, you know, don't go to get your get published right away. Take a little bit of time, take some classes. You know, there's so many things that I have learned on this radio show, and I thank God for it because otherwise, you know, I could have been, you know, one of those just kind of just sitting anything in anybody. But I have learned that there are so many steps that you must take as a writer in order to perfect your work because it's important to you and you want others to want to read it. So I think that you have made an excellent, excellent point. Right, and it's like this. I mean, even after it goes to me and I read it and do my editing and then I may send it off to somebody else, it still may end up at 
print with some errors in it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so much. You're looking at a fifty to seventy-five thousand word uh, document. That's a lot of words. I mean, and, and even the human eye may miss something after all of that is said and done because I've paid good money for it to have a book edited. I mean, good money to have a book edited and then had somebody else look at it, had a few people review it, you know, and then still got a review that said this book had typos, you know. So it's like wow. you, you have to really... You have to really, really um, put some stock in that because, um, you know, you don't want people just, and and the reviews are going to come and people are going to be hard on you and they're going to tell you exactly, you know, what they think about your book that you asked them to pay for. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, I wanted to ask you one more thing um, prior to, just with this new um, e-book world and, you know, with, just the normal paperbacks and hardcover. How do you feel about the ebook movement? Well, as a author who was struggling to move around this world and sell books, I think it's a great thing. Okay. Um, it kind of leverages the 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 independent author where they have the same access as a, a publishing a big publishing house per mm-hmm. se, so to speak, you know, it's going to be a difference as with the household name as opposed to, you know, a little old me trying to get my work out there. However, I mean, when it comes to having the same tools and the same access, it's there. And so I like that part about it. Um, the part that I don't like about it is the fact that it's pushing, it seems to be pushing the prices down so low Mm-hmm. Where I've never seen a book, you know, a whole book. I never thought that you would be selling a whole book for like ninety nine cents. Well, What's next? Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Fifty cents, twenty five cents. I mean, free. I mean, right. most of them, a lot of books are free, and and the authors. Um, I, I just feel like that Amazon bubble with the free books is gonna burst one day. It's like the housing market, and then what's mm-hmm. gonna happen? Where will authors be left with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, you know, I was just uh, even, you know, going on your website, looking at your um, your books and just how attractive they were and everything and ordering them. And then you look and, you, you know, you have that um, thing. Where, okay, of course, Kindle and the e-book, and, you know, that's wonderful because it's right away. But then you look at the, the dri- driving down of the prices and how much of a difference it is, and you wonder, you know, coming out as an independent artist and trying to get your work out and really wanting to, you know, you want to get your story out, but at the same time, you want to make money. I mean, no one came into the business for free, you know, or to mm-hmm. come in at, at a deficit. So you want to be well, able to make money. The truth about being an author, especially a beginning author and independent and self-published author, is that if you took a hundred of them and put them in a room, only ten of them get money anyway. You know, right? It's not that many authors that's like making money. People think we are making money, but it's only you might can count ten might be like a real good number. It may be more like five that's getting money. That's enough to pay bills and and do the things that they need to do to run their business. So it's, wow. it's not, it wasn't like an awful lot of money out there that most new authors or even people who've been in the, doing it for like five and ten years, like mm-hmm. seriously, 
it's not a it's people who there are some authors who write for different publishing houses um and and, and things like that and they still don't make enough money to wow. cover their expenses. So mm-hmm. I mean it, it you wanna make money and you, you would hope that people would pay you for what the quality of the book but at the same time that's why I say that this independent um author having the same leverage on Amazon is a good thing in a way because now people are more willing to pay, you know, two or three dollars and download a book and take right. a chance on a new author as opposed right. to trying to get them to pay you fifteen dollars for a paperback book. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's there's benefits and then there's the I think the the biggest down point to it is that what you call the the author be um, the reader behavior because readers will start to think, well, I don't, I shouldn't be paying for books. You know, I can get books free. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Or right. this lady want me to give her ten dollars for this book, and I can go get my Kindle and and pull up a hundred thousand books. That's fifty cents. I mean, ninety nine cents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, right. That's where that's where I mean it's 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 hard, you know what I'm saying? That's where my Gemini come in. I don't know which way to go. It's, it's most of them seem to have benefits and, and downfalls to it. So. Absolutely. But you know, um you have taken it to another level. Um you've also gone out there and you've also helped others or you're getting in the becoming in the process of helping others as well as your new an upcoming show, which I think will be awesome. Um, I was looking at your, just looking at the different things that you've done and your writing, uh, the tidbits that you put out. Can you tell the readers a little bit about that? I read one of your short stories, and I thought that it was awesome. Which one did you read? Oh, my goodness. What was the name of it? It was... I think it's the last one you put out, but give, give me one second. I just looked at it. I just read it a little, uh, right before, and I can't okay. remember the name of it. Well, but. I know the the last short story that I, I just finished, and it's in editing again right now, is it's, a, it's truly a short story. It's probably going to be no more than 50 pages once it's all said and done, and mm-hmm. I'm uh, uploading that one to Amazon so that it can be on the Amazon Select. And I think it'll be no more than like one ninety nine or two ninety nine. But um, mm-hmm. that story is called "Lord, Why Does It Feel So Good?" That's and what it was. <laughs> and I, I really enjoy writing that story because a lot of times we have these um, things that we love, okay. And I'm not talking about just sex, but like candy or cookies. Like I'm, I'm a big girl, so I'm going to get into it. You know, like steak. Or just, just different little things that we like to do. Guilty like, pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Exactly. Like yeah. watching, it may be watching VH1 Love and Hip Hop or something else on TV. Just things that you know that you could be, make better use of your time. Mm-hmm. That you could, you know, you could be praying or out doing some charity work, but instead these are those guilty pleasures and those things that you like to do. So, Lord, why does it feel so good? It's about. It, it goes into that um, theme. Now, there's a lady, Destiny Baker, who uh, is in love with Jacob Turner, and 
they kind of meet in in here in Opelika. I write a lot of my stories based right out of my hometown here in Opelika, Alabama. And um, they meet here. He's from uh, Florida, and while they they have a great time while he's here, and it's not too soon after that she finds out that he's married. Yeah. But she put she kind of puts up with the affair, um, and because she's just so crazy about him, and the, everything is going great until she takes a trip down to Miami to see him, and then that not only does she find out she's confronted by his wife, but some other things she, she's confronted uh-huh. by that, that she has to deal with, and the thing is, in the end, will she still continue to put up with it? You know, wow. and, and that's where comes the question. She's begging the Lord to tell her why does it feel so good? Why am I still, after all I've been through, still interested in this man? Still so. won't let it go. I won't put the spoon down. Why won't I put the spoon down? <laughs> <laughs> I know everything going off the spoon is no ice cream on it. Ooh, you know, it's amazing. It sounds like. You have really touched on a lot of things in your books, period, that um, just intrigue us, everyday life things that we can relate to, the reader can relate to. And that's what we want. You know, we want something that we can, you know, understand. Yes, Lord, why does it it feel so good? You know, why does it taste so good? Why is it so good? You know, and so we can... No, we can relate to that. Hang on, even the serpent, even the serpent. I'm telling you, that's gonna be the next title. Even the serpent. Why does she have to do that? She just messed us all up. Let's see. There you go. Okay, black brighter space. We just got an exclusive. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Well, I just want to thank you so much. You know, I wish you so much success. Um, are you going to take any, um, are you thinking about turning any of your other books into plays, or are you just going to, you know, write plays, Come, you know, as they come? Or have, you thought, have you thought about that yet? Have you, you know, put that into thought at all? I, I have, and um, I actually thought about, my uncle told me a long time ago, he was like, well, you know, you're putting a lot of um, time into Secrets of a Kept Woman. I really think what you should do is, you know, focus on promoting my first book. And because mm-hmm. I've had people who read Secrets of a Kept Woman and thought, well, it's good, it's good. But then they read Keeping It Tight and they're like, oh my God, now that's what's good. You it's know, and <laughs> yeah, and because Keeping It Tight is about um, two women. Well, actually, it's about three people uh, Neil Johnson, uh, Leela. Johnson, no, it was Neil, Cornelius Johnson, Leela, and Amanda. And they mm-hmm. all have had, like, different things happen to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in relationships, like, Neil came home to propose to his wife, I mean, to his girlfriend, and found her in bed with another woman. Wow. And Leela, she called her um, fiancé out uh, with a, a white woman, you know, mm. she's had, she has that white girl chip on her shoulder. And Amanda comes home. She's the Amanda's the white girl. She comes home, and she comes home one day from work to a dear John letter. So wow. they all like are heartbroken at the same time. Mm. And then Cornelius and Leela 
they connect at a family reunion. They're not family, but they Cornelius was invited to the family reunion. They connect. They they automatically have this. You know, like attraction, like two magnets pulling together, and then um, fall in love, have this whirlwind uh, relationship, relationship. Get, get married, and then Amanda, she starts falling in love with Neil at the same time. So now we got issues, major issues. And when I first wrote the um, book, I put on back again this was my space I had like a contest for people to tell me what they thought should be the title of the book mm-hmm. and some of the titles I had was can a sister have a man <laughs> sisters, <laughs> sisters keep it tight or a white woman will and then I had keeping it tight and as mm-hmm. soon as I put that title out there sisters keep it tight or a white woman will I mean my little white friends just started backing away from me I was like, Aww. what's going on? And yet, what well, y'all, it's just the title. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, I guess they had, you know, interracial relationships and kind of felt like it was a little too controversial for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, that is a book that, that definitely um, may make it to the stage soon. Okay. Well, you definitely keep us abreast of what you are doing and remember that you have our support here in Black Friday Space. If you need anything, please let us know. Please um, let us know of your new um, books or anyone that you newly published and we can interview them. Um, Keep us abreast of your radio show. Just everything that you are doing, girl, keep us abreast so we can know and we can get it out to our listeners and let them know that you are still on the move, honey. I'm looking forward to each and every new cover. I'm looking forward to each and every new place, so I can't wait. I wish you much success. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's been great being on with you tonight. Uh, it's been much fun, and, and I just, you know, want to thank you and your listeners uh, for putting up with me for tonight. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. And once again, just give your contact information so that our listeners will have a chance to um, contact you if they want to about purchasing any books or anything that has to do with publishing or buying tickets or finding out information about your stage plays. Uh, give that okay. information. Okay. Well, I am. My website is uh, and that's n a y b e r r y publications dot com. You can also contact me at info at publications dot com, or look me up on Facebook at facebook slash shanae and that's s h a n i books. And I'll be happy to you know talk to anybody about anything that I can help you with. The only thing that I will say is I don't take the open-end questions or how do I get published or, you know, <laughs> right, I, right. I need specifics when you contact me so that I can know the best way to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Again, I really enjoyed tonight's interview. And, you know, like I said, you have our support and much success to you, much success. Thank you. Have you. A you have a great night. You too. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, guys, ladies, keeping it tight. I love it. I love it. The titles of our books 
And I wanted to ask her, I meant to ask her, was she a Starbucks girl? She said she loved coffee, but I just wanted to know, are you a Starbucks girl? No, I'm just teasing. But, no, what a wonderful interview. And just by her spelling out her name, you guys see why I had such trouble mispronouncing it. So not a little bit crazy, but, (laughs) no. If you can reach her or if she can help you in any way, please use that contact information. It is so important that first and foremost that we continue to support one another in our endeavors and make sure that we first seek and see what we can do for one another before we look to others outside of our circle. So make sure that you have exactly what it is she is required if you are looking to her for publishing, and make sure that she is someone that can help you. Um, It was a wonderful, wonderful interview. If you guys are just tuning in, I'm sorry you have missed a wonderful interview with Ms. Shanae Green Dowdell. Dowdell, Shanae Green Dowdell, I said it right, and she is um, doing it. She is on the move. She is an award-winning, self-published literary author, and she is really doing her thing. She's written stage plays, and don't forget, guys, you can always go back and listen to any interview that you have missed, so please make sure that you log on to Facebook to go and check out any, and it'll have the link on there for Blogspot Radio, and it'll um, give you the link for Black Writer Space, and that is with two S's. And you can go back and listen to any of our interviews. Again, um, and guys, you know what? Again, I want you to always Understand, never give up. If it's not seeming like it's going right the first time, take your time, sit back, talk to others. You know, like she went on Facebook and asked, what is a good title? You know, sit out and seek others. Seek your friends, your Facebook friends or uh, literary groups or book clubs and see, you know, exactly where it's going. If you have a writer's block or something, Take some time, look and find out what others have done. Prayer always works, always works. So make sure that you take out the time to rest and relax your mind. Get yourself in a quiet place and get yourself situated. Whatever works for you, whether it's music, um, candles, or Whatever works for you, if you have to wait till after you put the kids to bed, you know, after you rested, pay bills, whatever works for you. But by all means, if this is your craft and your desire to write books or to write a stage play or to be a poet or a pastor or whatever your desire is, make sure that you walk into your purpose and make sure that you walk out your destiny. I want you guys to have a wonderful evening. Again, please do not miss our event. It is going to be uh, our second event, actually. Um, Black Writer Space is going to host. I don't want to give. I don't want to give out the name, but we're going to host wonderful, wonderful guests along with other authors and vendors. We're going to have poets there, spoken word, live jazz. Um, I hope we can get the young lady who um, next show I'm going to have her name so that I can't keep I won't keep referring to her as the young lady who does the the um, 
painting, but she paints on a, a, a live, an empty canvas. And at the end, with the vibe in the room and the spirit and the floor of everything, she comes up with something. And that painting she had, you know, it was so awesome. I wish I could have bought it. So that's something that I'm going to set my sights for. But she does wonderful work that is also, I'm sure, available. And just the the venue is going to be at the Living Room Lounge, downtown Chicago, and um, the tickets are going to be $15. We kept it at the same price, so we didn't go up. So even though we had great success, we kept it at the same price to make sure that you guys are still able to come and enjoy. Very affordable for what you get. Um, the entertainment itself was just food for the soul. We have food, period, for your stomach. That was great as well. Um, there was a cash bar. But it was just a wonderful atmosphere. It's going to be held September 23rd. That ends a Sunday. That's from 5 to 10 p.m. You can um, get your tickets to Eventbrite, I believe, right now. If not, please contact Ms. Mocha. She can be reached on her Facebook page. Again, for those of you that know her, uh, she can be reached about 15 different ways. You can reach her at blackwriterspace.com. That's what two S's. Also, again, on her Facebook page. And I just want to tell you thank you guys for tuning in with me this evening. And you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful night. Good night. Yeah.